is up, everybody? Rajay back here on the podcast with you. Thank you for tuning in. And it has definitely been a while. So I've actually been out and about traveling, some for work, some for personal. So that's why there's been a little bit of a lull since the last podcast, but trying to get back into it. And I think I'm going to change the title of the podcast now to the Rajay Beer Report, just because It's tough for me to sometimes get every episode in each week with all the other things I'm doing via YouTube, Instagram, uh, regular personal work stuff, uh, just life in general. So I think I'm going to go ahead and do that. And so these will be a little bit more periodical. I've tried to get to a weekly schedule. It is just so tough. Not only do I do the beer things, but I have other channels I actually run as well. So hopefully you guys hang in there with me and keep enjoying the podcast as I provide them. But yeah, so what I'm going to do is provide a little bit of some of the beer news and stuff that I've seen around the beer world, get you guys updated if you haven't seen it, and share some uh, key things here, maybe put my little spin on it, and hopefully you guys definitely enjoy. And then uh, towards the back end of it, I'll let you know some of the beers I've actually enjoyed as well. I'm going to not hit all of them because I did have a good amount of beers in the time I've been traveling, but I'm going to hit the ones that for those of you that follow me on Untapped, that I've rated at least a four out of five, and I give you a little snapshot of those. But that being said, let's go ahead and get into the podcast. And if you're new to the podcast, make sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. If you're on YouTube, make sure you can check me out there with Rod J Beer Ventures as well. And then also on Instagram, the same on Twitter, Rod J Beer Venture. No S on that one, but I do a lot of things over there too. So Facebook, you know, all the kind of stuff that you're used to seeing out there. Just Google Rod J Beer Ventures and I'm sure you'll find me. But uh, as far as the podcast, let's go ahead and swing into it. So getting back, I compiled some of the different things I saw from the news out there and I see that Evil Genius Beer Company is now teaming up with Auntie Anne's, you know, the pretzel shop that you see. I think you mostly see them kind of in malls, although now since malls have kind of been defunct in a lot of spots, you do have some standalone type stores with the little pretzel stands. So they're getting together to make a limited edition Oktoberfest lager. Uh, pretzels and beer, why not? I mean, that's like hot dog and mustard, right? Like that just goes together having a pretzel and beer. Um, so it's interesting to see that it took this long for them to get together on it, but uh, looking forward to seeing how that comes out. So if you do have Evil Genius distribution, make sure to keep an eye out for that. And uh, if you like pretzels and you happen to see an Ani Ants, definitely recommend checking out their pretzels. The warm, soft pretzels when they just come out of the oven, uh, they're, they're they're pretty tasty, pretty tasty. They have some other treats there too, but obviously pretzels is what they're known for. So look out for that coming out. And we are in the Oktoberfest season. I've actually picked up a few. If you uh, check out over on YouTube, you will see an unboxing I did that I'll touch on in a little bit as well. But went ahead and grabbed some Oktoberfest beers. I didn't get any pumpkin. Pumpkin beers are out too right now, but just not ready to pull the pumpkin trigger. Uh, CO2. Carbon dioxide. You all remember that from chemistry class, right? So apparently there's a little bit of a shortage taking place and this could actually hurt beer production is being reported. And actually you may see the prices get driven up a little bit on some of the uh, brew from your favorite breweries. So if you do see some prices jumping, this could be at the uh, base of that. So just be aware, you know, it is what it is and uh, hopefully they get a hand on a handle on whatever they need to get a handle on here, but uh, 
just never thought you could run out of CO2, but I guess it is possible. <laughs> There's a lot of hot air out there, but hey, Cincinnati, where of course, some of you know, I resided in before coming to Baltimore, they actually have launched their uh, Bruin Heritage Trail with the dark side. Oh yeah, with the dark side. I should have some spooky music playing right there. But um, Cincinnati Underground, they have tours that connect all across the city. I'm, I'm sorry, they have tunnels that connect all across the city. And they're doing tours on these uh, tunnels. And they're going to have some different things where they're featuring some of the ones that are supposedly haunted. So that can make for an interesting uh, little bit of a journey there. And it's going to be for a limited time. But if you happen to be in Cincinnati and you're looking for something to do, going on one of these tours, which are already cool anyway, because... When they had Prohibition, how some of the breweries and stuff ran things underground to get from one spot to the other. Um, and then the history of Cincinnati is huge for beer. If you're not familiar with it, you have a lot of great things that you can check out there. That feel of what it was like back then, that little architectural type uh, journey through the tunnels would be pretty cool, I would think. I never did it myself when I was there. I kind of kicked myself for that. I wish I would have taken some time to do that. But it is something that... Um, could be a little fun thing to do and when i do get back to Cincinnati at another point maybe i'll get a chance to do it at that time recently when i was just back i didn't have any time to do something like that but uh it is something i definitely encourage and it is becoming more popular so they got some pretty cool things even in cincinnati they have an underground restaurant so you're totally underground at this restaurant they set up and people seem to really enjoy that experience so all kinds of cool things happening over in mexico uh the president has actually proposed don't ever get to this point where it's that bad, right? A ban on beer uh, brewing as they deal with the drought. So they're trying to slow down the production of beer because of the use of the water by the breweries and um, looking at a ban on it. I'm like, whoa, we should never get to the point where we're banning beer. But that's what they're kind of looking at in case this may impact um, things for them. So hopefully... They actually get more of the water that they need, some rain and all that kind of stuff. I know here in the States, out West, I was watching a report earlier today in two of the states out there. I think it was Nevada and Arizona are struggling possibly um, with a uh, shortage of water as well. So it's kind of crazy right now. So whether it's climate or whatever it is, we definitely have spots around the world that need to get water. And um, hopefully they will get some. Uh, this past week was the return of Barrel and Flow, Fat, Flow Beer Fest out in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Hopefully, at some point, I will actually get a chance to get there. <laughs> this is the third one. I was supposed to go a couple years ago, had a ticket or anything like that, ended up um, getting hurt where I couldn't go. And then I wasn't able to go the last couple times because it was actually my mother's birthday is that same weekend so we were in new jersey spending time which was another part of the journey that i've been on this last few weeks so but it's nice to see that that's actually going so barrel and flow of course grew out of fresh fest when there was a little bit of a separation there and um seems like everybody had a really good time in fact uh the time i'm recording this i'm about to head over to a Twitter space to do an update or a follow-up to that with a couple of the people that attended there. Even though I wasn't there, we have a few people that are hosting that. And every Tuesday, every other Tuesday, I should say, on Twitter, 
we have Bruise Day. So if you're interested in finding out about that or checking that out, let me know by post things on Twitter where we actually have different things around beer and diversity and inclusion. So that should be a pretty good conversation that I'll catch up with them in a little bit here. But um, great to see the success there. Last year was ranked number two beer festival in the country. I think the year before was ranked number one. So it's actually done very well. Obviously, this year coming back, we also have um, down in Denver, the Great American Beer Festival, which will probably be number one. But, um, you know, for what they've done and in the short amount of time they're doing, it's great to see them having success. And the things they're introducing is just one of those reasons why you need to have more diversity and inclusion in beer, because you get different views and different lenses on things where people are seeing things in a different way and they're bringing new things to the table. So much success to... uh, uh, all of them that are doing that and uh, hopefully it keeps growing and growing and growing and more people get involved with it. So modern times, we all know about modern times going through their situation there. They just basically uh, filed for layoffs um, for the uh, the brewery, but Maui's taking over and Maui is expected to rehire a lot of the people being laid off. Maui says they have no plans for any type of mass layoff as well. So Hopefully, the great majority of those people will get hired back to work for Maui Bruin. Uh, That whole modern times thing has become such a fiasco. Something to keep an eye on there to see what happens. But Maui Bruin stepping in. Great brewery as far as the beers I've had from them. Haven't had any chance to really talk to anybody that much from the brewery. So I would love to uh, maybe talk with them over some point and see about how that position is going and all the different things they're going to bring to the table. But Maui teaming up with modern times seems like a good uh partnership speaking of partnerships college college is starting to make that move and i don't know if this is all because of the nil stuff that's taking place for players able to get like their own images for their name and likeness and things they can kind of make some money off of that now but you see more universities embrace beer which i'm all for i'm all for so we just had indiana university they're teaming up with Coors for a new beer sponsorship. Um, so they're going to be doing some different things there with IU. We also have University of Delaware. Um, they're actually brewing up a beer industry certificate program to provide practical knowledge and talk about the complexities of the business of brewing. So you can actually now attend a course from the University of Delaware that um, will provide the knowledge you might want to have for brewing. But in Oklahoma State, the Western OSU <laughs> partnering with Iron Monk Brewing Company to make Iron Monk the official craft beer of OSU. So it's kind of interesting. We talked about this on a previous podcast that some of these schools are making these deals that are now having like breweries come in, which at a time you had years ago would have been like a taboo type thing. You would have never thought a school would be there to have like a beer or alcohol related to it it's definitely been accepted a lot more now i think florida state might have been the first one if i remember correctly but when i talked about them um, a few episodes back but we'll see what happens there so maybe your favorite brewery is going to team up with uh, one of your favorite schools which would be pretty cool um you can get some uh university type cans or bottles whatever like that and uh have a little nostalgia as you celebrate with your favorite teams so that is kind of some of the beer news i saw coming back This one isn't going to be, I don't think, as long of an episode here. Just kind of get things back up and rolling. But I'm going to come back here in a second with some of the beers I've had since the last podcast and share those with you guys. And uh, 
give you some ideas on maybe some beers you want to try. So let's get into some of the fun beers I actually tried over the last few weeks since the last time we had spoken and um, had a good amount of different ones that came in from some different uh, places. So a few weeks ago, went down to Ocean City, Maryland on vacation for a weekend, like four days or so, had a blast on there, ended up trying some different things and bringing some stuff back. If you watch me on a YouTube channel, you saw the videos that I've done reviews on down there as well. But if you haven't uh, saw, saw me on that video, I'll touch on some of the key ones from that point. And then this past weekend, before doing this, I was actually up in New Jersey, as I mentioned on the last segment, and picked up some different beers, but also um, tried some different stuff when I was up there too. So that being said, let's talk about some of the beers I picked up. So one that I actually tried, and I didn't do a review on some of these, but if you follow me in Untapped, you'll actually see my ratings there as well. But I know sometimes people ask. So... All these beers I'm going to provide, as I mentioned in the last segment as well, have been rated at least a four for me. And a lot of times when I rate, it's what I consider to be like a very good or an excellent would be a five. But something I just want to know that I want to come back to and probably enjoy again or so. So the first one I'll talk about is from RAR Bruin or RAR Bruin. And it was their Nanacoke Nectar. So very nice. This was an American IPA. You know, I noted on Untabbed a nicely well-balanced IPA with a floral citrusy undertone that sits well against this multi backbone. You got a nice overall feel, very well-balanced, uh, came right through with a nice flavor, had a nice look on it, all the nice appeal that made it a nice tasty IPA. And IPAs are everywhere, you know, let's face it. So having one that actually stands out a little bit, this one actually fit the bill for me there. So definitely a nice, enjoyable one. Then I also have one from the Pent Brewing Company, and this was their Faustinator, and it was their Doppelbach. I always love a nice Doppelbach, right? So this one, I noted as smooth with a nice underlying tone of toffee and caramel highlighted by its maltiness. This one was a 4.25 out of five for me. So very nice, very easy to drink. And I was drinking this on the deck when I was out in Ocean City, uh, looking out in the ocean. We had a condo right there on the beach facing the ocean, which was nice. And this one just fit the bill right then, even though it was 80 degree weather, 80 plus, this one was going down very easy, very smooth. The Pent is out of here in Baltimore. So I would definitely say to, uh, check them out if you do come through this area or you do get their distribution that one was very 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 nicely put together i also had uh from first state brewing their fundamental paradox and this is a scotch ale or we heavy as some will call and uh, noted on here a nice we heavy works for me and it is this smooth one fits the bill with a good mouthfeel and mouth coating effect as well as an overall excellent smoothness so this was also a 4.25 out of 5 for me just nice overall tone to it nice look on it had the nice darker brownish color uh, you had some nice head on it smoothness to it that sweet maltiness and again 
that nice undercoating of the flavor, a nice little toffee type appeal. So very nice overall. That was one that jumped out of, out at me. And then another one that jumped out at me that I picked up and I'm glad it did pay off because I love this style of beer. It is from Elder Pine Brewing and Blending. It is their Imperator Rock Beer. This one was a 425 out of five for me as well love smokiness that comes through in the beer i'd love that feel of it especially with that campfire type smokiness i said this one here smoky indeed with a nice caramel and toffee undertone coming through it on this one yes indeed and i said rock on you know but it was roush on so wherever you want to say that but i think it's rock is how you're supposed to say it. <laughs> i've been working on it i've been trying people i've been trying but this one was very nicely put together um, looking forward to maybe trying some more stuff from Elder Pine as I happen to see them. But if you are a fan of that style and you see that beer, don't even hesitate to pick it up. It's that tasty. Um, another one that I had that really I was glad to get. And this was one when I got back from Ocean City. I picked up one of my local spots. And this brewery, I wanted to tell you, I feel like you'd never go wrong with them. And I mentioned about the IPA, but if there's a brewery that I would say now that nails it just about every time, it's going to be Other Half Brewing. So I had the Other Half Brewing Billy Brockman Triple IPA. Uh, this one was a 4.5 out of 5 for me. And it was the highest of any of the beers I rated while I was out. Um, and I put on here just nice home run of a hitter with this beer that was packed with flavor and aroma throughout overall great delivery you had a nice quality to it you had that bitterness but you also had some sweetness you also had a nice uh refreshing feel juicy type feel to it just delivered in so many different ways you had that resiny quality i hate to always use the word dank but you had that resiny dank quality coming out of it that just was all on point had a, had a creamy, little bit of a creamy undertone to it as well. So they may have used some flake oat in this one, but this one was one that had that juicy type feel you look for in some of the triple IPAs nowadays and some of those hazies. But this one was a pretty solid and ABV on that one actually ended up being a 10%. So got a, got a double on that one there, the 10% uh, ABV. And then during my time later, when I was out in Cincinnati, a few of the beers I had there, one of the key breweries out there is Rheingeist, which Rheingeist actually has some great distribution. You'll find them in different parts of the country now, but they have one I had not had previously, and it is called Hops is Real. And this is actually their double IPA. This one comes in with an ABV of, uh, I just had it here in front of me, eight and a half percent. This one for me was a four out of five. Had this one actually in the uh, bar on draft. I had to stop to make a note on it because it was just so tasty. Um, definitely one if you are a double IPA fan. For those of you not familiar with Ryan Guys out of Cincinnati, they, they now have a wider range of what they do, but for the longest time they were kind of known as being that IPA type brewery. This one was another one that was a nice uh, arrow in their quiver, so to speak, to actually have. So if you happen to see Hops is Real, definitely recommend that one. And then I have one from Turner Point Brewing Company, and it was their American Pale Ale, which was actually a four out of five for me too. And that was one I had not heard about um, before, but they had it at one of our uh, spots we went to. I think it might've been actually the hotel bar. Um, and that was actually a tasty one. So Turner Point Brew Company, a new brewing company for me to check out. 
That one was a, a really good one. I also had Fretboard Bruin, who's also Cincinnati. And I had their Vlad, which is a German Pilsner. That one, four out of five. Very nice, very refreshing. Um, everything you would kind of expect with that Pilsner goes out really easy. Not paying attention, you can chug right through it. Delivers for that style. And Fretboard does a lot of good beers out of Cincinnati. I always tell people here in Cincinnati, you know, they're kind of get missed sometimes, but fretboard is one you should definitely check out. I also had um, one when I got back here that I'll have a review coming up on this one. And this is going to be from Dewey Beer Company out of Delaware. And it's their secret machine, blackberry, coconut, vanilla. So yeah, all of those put together in here in this fruit uh, beer, pretty much towards the fruit sour area. Um, but it's not as sour as some of the other ones. We do have some sour, you do have some tart. Um, it's not as astringent um, or acidity as some of the other ones out there. And I made note on there how this one's definitely a nice pickup. I got a crowler of it, so I got this one on draft as well that they can for me there. But nice sweetness, nice tempered sour feel. Some people get a little too overly um, bothered by the tart, I guess, you get on some of the sours. This one, nice mild type feel that I think you can sit there and enjoy. It was almost like drinking a pina colada or a daiquiri somewhere if it was a style related to like a beer. It said like pulp that was kind of like a pulp type feel and it gets so much juiciness on it. You were like, is it beer? Is it juice? What is going on here? But that coconut came through. At one point, if you close your eyes, you think you might be drinking a pina colada. It was just that good of a beer. So that was a nice one to actually check out. And then I had another one that they canned for me. That was a crowler. And that was from a Fallen Branch Brewery. And it was their Amber Waves. It was a Belgian strong dark ale. Um, this one was also a four out of five for me. And I made note of here, nicely smooth beer with a nice toffee undertone along with a raisin feel and made for a nice brew to ease into the evening because I had it later at night. Uh, would pair well with a cigar too. So yeah, it had a nice feel to it that you could pair up with a cigar. And um, I was glad to actually pick that one up there too. I love my Belgians. Anybody that follows me on YouTube knows I talk about the Belgian ales I actually like to enjoy or Belgian style ales. They did a really good job with this one here. Like I said, it made me miss not having a cigar because it was just a nice feel that could have worked together with that one. Uh, this one was actually an 8% ABV that I had uh, with that beer and uh, just perfectly, perfectly delivered. So those were some of the key beers I actually had when I was... Uh, uh, traveling over the last few weeks. A couple of those, um, the last two, I'll have the beer reviews coming up on the channel. The ones I mentioned in the front, some are already up on the channel. A couple of them I just had and made a note on, so you won't see the reviews on them as for right now. But if I pick them up at some point later, I'll come back, maybe put a review up. So hopefully you guys enjoy. If you're looking for new beers to check out, those are ones that I would suggest. And then speaking of beers, I have to give a shout out to my friend BJ up there at Joe Canals in Marlton, New Jersey. Got a chance to catch up with him when I was back up there. So they have a beer store that's about 10 minutes from where my mom lives up in New Jersey. Always swing by what they get. He does a really good job keeping the good beers in there. He actually works with the owner on stocking the beers, which is pretty cool. He also runs some stuff there on Instagram as well. So I can come in, I can talk to him, kind of see what they got going on. He gives a good rundown on things. And if you check out again the unboxing video over on YouTube, you will see the beers I picked up. 
for my last time there, but a great guy with a great collection of beers. If you're ever up in the South Jersey area and you're near Marlton, I would definitely say swing by and check them out. Feel free to ask for BJ. He'll get you all taken care of. And they do have other locations throughout the state, but I am not familiar with those. So I can't tell you how good those stores are. I can just tell you about the one. But that is going to be the Rod J Report for this week. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoyed. And I will come back at another point here with new episodes as well. Going to be a lot more timely with them, I believe. Now that things have settled down for the most part, I'm not planning to travel anywhere soon. I can kind of get things back in a groove a little bit. But uh, as always, I'd love to hear your guys' feedback. Feel free to leave a comment or any type of notes and stuff like that in the comment section. Hope you guys do subscribe and come back and check out more of the podcast. And if you are on the other social media I mentioned, make sure to catch me over there as well. And over there, I do a lot more things with reviews and education videos and stuff like that. So there's going to be more things happening there too. But this is kind of just a nice area for those that like the podcast feel where I can share some stuff here and uh, kind of talk to you in my old radio DJ voice, (laughs) so to speak. Thanks for checking this out. I look forward to catching up with you guys soon. Keep drinking those good beers out there. Remember, there's always time. Get your beer on. Drink beer, live hoppily. Cheers, everybody.